0: Hello, and welcome to the show where we cast our favourite books into film. I'm Rachel.
1: I'm Flo. And I'm Roxanne.
0: And this is TimeCast, brought to you by Rare Birds Book Club. This week, we're casting An American Marriage by Tayari Jones. Um, so today we are chatting about... Tayari Jones's An American Marriage, which was a Rare Birds book club pick last year. Uh, it was also the winner of the Women's Prize. And what else was it? It was an Oprah book club pick. It was on Barack Obama's reading list. Can um, you
1: imagine being blubbed by Barack Obama? Oh, man. That's <laughs> the dream, just, isn't it? I mean, I mean, that is just insane. Yeah. Well, do you want to kick us off yeah so let's let's just just, yeah let's dive straight
0: in so an american marriage centers around celestial and roy a newlywed couple with bright futures ahead of them a year into their marriage celestial is a promising artist and roy an executive determined to provide for his family then it all changes in an instant on a visit back home to see his parents in louisiana a chance encounter with a stranger leads to roy's arrest and wrongful conviction he's sentenced to 12 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit Suddenly, the life they thought they were planning together is ripped away. Stripped of his freedom, Roy has no choice but to adapt to his new life, discovering things about himself he never knew while the world moves forward without him. On the outside, Celestial struggles to stay positive for her husband and maintain their connection and adapt to her new reality as a successful and celebrated maker of baby dolls. When Roy's conviction is suddenly overturned, he's ready to return home to resume his life. But is home a place or a feeling? And what happens when it's impossible to pick up where you left off? Told through the alternating perspectives of Celestial and Roy, the novel quietly peels back the layers of a young marriage thrown into crisis, and offers a stunning character study of two complex people navigating a reality they never planned for. What do you? How do you guys feel about this book? What did you think? I loved it. It's great. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it it yeah. definitely deserves its accolades. What I thought was really. So interesting about it is that actually you don't really see the drama that you would typically see in, 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 in a book, in the sense that y- you briefly see what happens and why he gets convicted. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, 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 the crime, in inverted commas, and the trial, all of that is a couple paragraphs. It's
0: not part of the story, no. No,
1: everything is focused on their relationship um and how they're feeling it's really a book about feelings as opposed to plot and um and how this miscarriage of justice has inflicted this trauma on on these two people and
0: i thought that was so clever and so well rendered well yeah because the the author does that really deliberately to really sort of drive the point home that if you're a black man in america this is not outside the realm of possibility for you you know this sort of miscarriage of justice no one's even really surprised by it the narrative isn't surprised by it in fact it it, you know it treats it like it's the most commonplace thing in the world like of course this happened and now you know it's this sort of devastating event has ripped through their lives and they just have to they just have to adapt
2: yeah and that's why it's so clever that it's called an american marriage because it's it's really what that title means is is it possible to have a healthy marriage in america Mm -hmm. When this kind of thing can just explode your entire life, you know?
1: It, it, I mean, it's it's chilling. It, it is chilling because especially you get the impression. I mean, obviously, because he's innocent and he has an alibi and it's only on character witness, no DNA test, nothing like that. He's convicted. That's it. 12 mm-hmm. years and you're just like, S-s-. yeah,
0: that's the opening of the book. Like that happens very, very quickly in a couple of chapters. And then Roy is in prison and Celestial's on the outside. And now they have to figure it out. They're this young couple and you know prior to his arrest sort of the cracks in their relationship are already starting to show
1: the question lingers but she does well not to solely focus on that because it doesn't matter whether they would have lasted if he hadn't gone to prison ultimately it doesn't matter because the tragedy has happened and this is the reality that they're living in and I think She does a good job of setting up that they have a complex relationship. It isn't just easy at the beginning. They fight at the beginning even, but they they both maintain that they're really happy. One of the things that she keeps coming back to is that the marriage didn't have time to take root before it's it's ripped up. And it's like they didn't even get the chance to try and make this marriage work, whether or not they were right for each other, because that was taken away from them. And that's the sort of crux of it, I think.
2: I mean I think that she's not hugely interested in the kind of what if question in a, in a way because you know there's that really interesting bit where Celestial says to him like oh if this had happened to me would you wouldn't have waited for me and he says but this wouldn't have happened to you yeah and there's that sense of kind of these things just happen and you just kind of roll with them and your life is just affected by them and you're kind of swept along you know so the sense of the idea of looking back and saying but oh what if the situation was different is sort of useless for these people. Yeah. yeah. They just have to roll with the punches.
0: On the note of that, that was actually the catalyst for writing the book. Terry Jones said that the inspiration for the novel came um when she overheard a couple arguing in a mall in Atlanta. They were shopping. Um and she says, "I overheard a couple arguing. He looked fine, but she looked great." And she said to him, "Roy, you know you wouldn't have waited on me for 7 years." And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. This wouldn't have happened to you in the first place. But prior to that, you know, she had been at Harvard studying um, a lot about sort of the criminal justice system. It was a subject she really wanted to tackle, but she couldn't find a way in. And this incident really sort of sparked it and, you know, became the basis for the novel.
2: Because the implication of that is that ultimately Celestial can't really understand what has happened to him. She can't really ever empathise with his situation and there's all that really sad stuff about how his his mother raised him and all she wanted for him was to not go to prison and to not like get a girl pregnant and when he finally moved away she was like we did it we did it and then it sort of ends up happening anyway and I think the sense is that you know part of the problem for their relationship is that Celestial has never had to kind of live her life in that way and she's never had to be confronted with that kind of constant fear I mean I guess to a certain extent yes because she is a black woman but it's there is this sense that for him being a black man it's life is so much scarier and more dangerous
1: and she also grew up wealthy they have, yeah. yeah
2: they have different
1: they, have different they have different backgrounds yeah so she's she's not had to worry about money which isn't something that jones really zeroes in on but it's always there in the background yeah. the fact that you know he had to work so hard and he did this idea that he did everything right and still yeah he ends up in prison, which is that sort of thing where, you know... Yeah,
0: and still he's cheated out of his life. Yeah. You can do everything right and still be in the wrong place at the wrong time. The novel doesn't spend any time picking that apart. We just move forward from that.
1: You find out after, after he's come out of prison, two or three really horrible horrific things that have happened to him while he's in there you just don't see any of that you know he's he's writing to celestial about Mm -hmm. his feelings and 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 they're having these there's this whole section of the novel where they're just it's just letters letters, yeah yeah. and what i was struck by was how sort of banal Mm -hmm. the arguments are you know they're sort of picking themselves up on like really pedantic points and I was like like a married couple does when they argue and I just think oh wow that's that really captures the and the fact that they have to write letters because he can't have a phone and I don't know she's so economical with her choices
2: but you do feel that there is just constantly so much that is going unsaid yeah and Roy's like that even before he you know goes to prison because there's all that sort of allusions to him kind of being unfaithful yeah and things like that and all these things that he's keeping from her they have that whole argument at the start because she has he's never told her that his his dad isn't his biological father and that's kind of what actually spurs everything because that's the reason that he leaves the room and he goes and he talks to the woman and
1: the the book really talks about fathers a lot even though um, Roy's really close to his mother, there's a huge focus on fathers. And I wonder if that's because it is looking at black men and their place in America. It's, it's about the absence of fathers, the presence of fathers, and even if there is an absence, it's a presence as well mm-hmm. And because there's there's um, Roy's relationship with his stepfather, who's his real father in the ways that matter and then there's his biological father who he meets in prison and then there's um Celestial and her father and there's this horrible confrontation she has
0: with- when Roy is in prison and their marriage starts falling apart and Celestial starts to move on her dad is really unhappy with this because he really believes you know it's her duty to wait for him and to be a good wife
1: but more through the lens because Roy has been wronged yeah. more than he thinks that their marriage yeah is good. it's yeah.
2: like Roy comes to symbolize every black man in America who mm. has been let down by the system.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's just really interesting. She she really comes at the 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 portrait of black men from all these different angles and I, I
0: think it's so well done. It's so beautifully written this book because it's like you just can't get away from the tragedy of it mm. you can't you know what I mean and it's just and it's nobody's fault at the end of the day like you can tie yourself up and knots trying to you know is it Roy's fault is it Andre's fault is it Celestial's fault you know but it's just like they've just been so all of them have just been so badly let down by the system yeah
2: and just that horrible sense that the damage is done and it can't be undone no though. there's no. no going back
1: e- even though you, know, you sort of no one's at fault Did you not find yourself like sort of almost unconsciously taking sides?
0: For the most part, the book is kind of going back and forth between Celestial and Roy. Roy has, you know, been wrongly convicted and you feel so sorry for him and for what he's going through. And then on the opposite side is Celestial, whose husband has been taken away from her. And she really, you know, she initially sort of takes the view of her father as well. Like she needs to be the good wife and she needs to wait for him and she needs to hold this space for him so that he, you know she's waiting when he comes back but then life just starts to take over and it's sort of a weird thing that happens along the way is she starts to get really successful she's an artist she makes these sort of baby dolls really realistic baby dolls um, sounds so creepy they sound, they sound a little it didn't bit it did matter creepy, how yeah.
1: often it was mentioned it was I was like that sounds creepy
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah the the dolls themselves sound a bit creepy but the the point is she's a gifted artist And her talent is really recognized and she's starting to become more and more successful. And she likes that success and she likes this, you know, prior to his arrest, she's sort of ambivalent about motherhood and she doesn't, she doesn't really want to be a wife in the sort of traditional sense of, you know, she doesn't want to be the homemaker. She doesn't really want to be a mother. She has ambitions. She wants to be an artist. And then she starts to realize those ambitions when Roy's in prison and he's jealous of that. And obviously he's not there for it and... They th- this is the point where they really start pulling away from each other. And when you first start reading, definitely for me, I was quite hard on Celestial for that, for the fact that she was moving forward, as if she had any other choice, mm. as if she had any other choice but to look after herself. And, you know, as if the success, like, she wasn't allowed to have any success because Roy couldn't have any. She's also a victim of this. Her life has also been spoiled by this tragedy.
2: Yeah, because when he, when he goes to prison, they're like 30, 31, yeah. maybe? And they both think that he's going away for 12 years. And that's such a significant period of your life for your partner to go away because that then essentially means, you know, you you, you do miss the opportunity mm-hmm. maybe to start a family yeah. and to kind of move on with that middle part of your life where maybe where you have children you really settle down. So it's sort of obviously significant for her and that's what she is thinking about.
0: I think it's dangerously easy to think of Celestial as sort of a prize mm-hmm. for Roy. You know, his reward for serving this time and is he'll come out and he'll have this sort of loving wife there's uh, several moments in the book where you do sort of stand on this precipice of forgetting that she's like a living breathing woman who has her own context and her own
1: yeah i mean i I certainly don't blame them at the uh, at the end but i think i I do remember feeling frustrated really frustrated being like no like you what you do owe is a face-to-face ending of this Mm -hmm. i thought the ending was great because i was i was getting nervous towards the end i was like they can't i honestly didn't i personally didn't want them to get back together i thought too much had gone i didn't think it was right it no. felt wrong as it was sort of happening and i was looking at 20 pages and she would look like she was going to take roy back and i was like no this is a horrible ending
2: i think it's a very it's a very clever sort of subdued ending mm-hmm. That comes after a, a sort of moment of high drama, where you mm-hmm. think something you suddenly think something awful is going to happen, and that someone one of them is going to kill one of the others, and all of that, and then it sort of pulls back, you know, and they kind of pull back from the edge, and they talk about it, and you kind of do you think for a moment, oh, they're going to just get back
0: together at the the sort of the big showdown when he shows up, it's like they both kind of realize it's yeah. destroyed, like it there's our marriage is done, whether that was what we wanted or not actually since i've mentioned when i'm really
1: frustrated with celestial one of the things that i really found very uncomfortable with roy was when he first with davina says i don't want to use protection i don't want to use protection and he's doing it because he wants to feel this like closeness to someone feel that sort of skin skin contact which you can sort of understand but it it really i had a sort of bone deep horror when he does it to davina and then when he's trying to do the same to Celestial. And both of them say, you know, no, like like <laughs> we're protection. Yeah. But he really is insistent and to the point with Celestial, he he sort of says, Well then I don't want it. If I can't have you my way, then I mm-hmm. I don't want to have you.
2: But he also says I could take it if yeah. I wanted.
1: Yeah. Which is really horrible.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like as soon as he says it and like he thinks about it and he thinks like how have I become this man who would yeah. even entertain that thought. Yeah. But I think there's this idea that you know his time in prison really has changed him and I think it's it's given him different needs you know and his needs are kind of a lot more sort of basic and simple and they kind of don't chime with what Celestial is able to give him and Davina can give him those sort of simple needs she can like put a plate of food on the table and she can like go to bed with him and comfort him and sort of be submissive to him and that is now what he needs who is
1: it that says to him is that roy senior or is it walter his biological father who says you know everyone else's life has moved on except yours anyway but having said that this is such a fast read like i, I mean i know taking, it's really d- d- like um uh, mo- it's really moving and there's dark themes and all this sort of stuff but I read it in two it's sittings. A, it,
0: this The storytelling is so beautiful and it's so compelling. Yeah. Really compelling.
2: It's yeah. a page
1: turner. Like yeah. even though like we're talking about it's mostly feelings and not so much about plot. You will race through the book if you pick it up. It yeah. is so easy to read and it's so good. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's very cleverly structured because in that first section you're kind of you know this terrible thing is coming. And then that happens and then it's sort of a case of him getting through prison and then as soon as he gets out, you're like, oh my God, when's it going to happen? When's he going to find out? When's the showdown going to happen? Yeah. So it's like the pacing really, it really does, it's a page turner, you know, which is unusual for something that's so,
1: emotional,
2: I guess, literary.
0: Well, particularly considering considering that none of the story is a surprise, Like you, if you read the back jacket of the book, you go in knowing that all that's going to happen. It's, there's not some big reveal like, oh my God, he's arrested. Oh my God, he's convicted. Oh my God, he gets out. Like that is the blurb of the book. You're armed with that knowledge when you go into the story. This isn't, it's not the kind of book where it's like you're waiting for some sort of mysterious plot point to reveal itself. It's more about this is what's happened. And now we're going to go into this world and watch these characters try and figure out what happens now. It's like the bomb has gone up and they're sort of standing in the street, rubble yeah. all around them. And it's yeah. like, now what happens? Yeah. That
2: image of the tree, the old tree that um, that Roy tries to chop down. Oh, and I and love that. And <laughs> I love that bit. <laughs> yeah. But at the end, we find out that it's sort of going to be okay. And that's such a lovely sort of symbol for the book is that you can sort of hack away at people's lives but they'll kind of just keep going you know they can take
0: a lot yeah (laughs) and still keep standing yeah Yeah. the tree stands that
1: was that was good
0: yeah okay so book discussion over it is time to (laughs) do our casting call book discussion over <laughs> no more discussing <laughs> before we uh, get going i'm just going to run down a couple of rules um for the benefit of our other two hosts Not so flow and rocks uh listening carefully please
2: i've never broken the rules i just want to say that
0: your time will come <laughs> so the first rule is um they must be actors that's pretty straightforward i think we can all sort of <laughs> s- synthesize that one second rule they must be living Hashtag no daddies. Third rule is you have to cast them as they are now. Um, not, you know, as they were ten years ago or not as Julie Andrews was in the sound of music, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, so rules done. Now, um there are several characters in an American marriage, but we're gonna stick with Celestial and Roy and Andre, we're gonna do a quick. Yeah. Andrei yeah. yeah, let's do round. Andre. yeah. Uh, I guess what do we know about these characters like we talked about just a couple of minutes ago. They're about 30 when the book kicks off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Roy's in prison for seven years. So by- Five years. Five, oh, five years. Five. in prison for five years. Get it, Roy. (laughs) (laughs) He's in prison. He comes out. So they're sort of in their mid to late 30s. We've pulled um, a couple of just little choice quotes to describe the characters. So Celestial, Roy says, Roy's mother and Celestial both had that clean, pretty, like Thelma from Good Times, my first TV crush. So she's- dark-skinned tall beautiful she's an artist she's a little bit bohemian
2: a little bit sort of pretentious
0: as well yes, yeah you know, yeah she
2: wants to come across as being knowledgeable yeah and kind of refined and
0: yeah she's very polished mm. poised and she comes from you know a fairly wealthy background roy um is bow-legged He's missing a bottom tooth. <laughs> Which <laughs> makes
1: him sound I'm, I'm glad so Yeah, <laughs> So we will
2: have to knock out the teeth. the yeah. actors <laughs> listening? <laughs>
1: okay. okay no. um, but he is actually... No fully toothed actors, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, I shouldn't have led with those details because Roy is actually meant to be very, handsome. Very, very handsome and pretty, pretty charismatic too, I think. Yeah, he's and a ladies' man. Yeah. He's constantly yeah. being referred to as He's a, he's a, as a charmer. Yeah. yeah. And then
1: um, Celestial finds him really especially beautiful doesn't she use him in as her muse
0: Yeah, he she describes him um as being really beautiful and then when he's in prison and she she is making him as a doll like over and over and over again i mean which i would say we should dig be. into
2: that but we've said no more discussion Yes. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> she also has in in multiple sections describes him as being a bit country which yeah. i think is more like A personality thing on her part more than Roy's even though he worries about that.
0: Roy is definitely very aspirational like at the opening of the book they both talk about how he's really ambitious he really has this kind of make something of himself narrative and which is a, a big part of what draws him to Celestial. He says he aspires to what the kind of person Celestial is.
1: I also thought there was this very subtle but in my mind quite noticeable difference in the way Roy speaks at the start of the book versus the way he speaks at the end of the book after he's spent five years in prison and I feel like whereas you know you, you read his letters at the start and they're very like these like very polished, Letters like he is a lawyer writing from prison, but as he goes through prison, you can see the vernacular loosening, and you know, yeah, and he
0: comes out of prison a bit rougher around the edges. Which, again, at the opening of the novel, like Celestial isn't that comfortable with Roy's parents, and Roy himself isn't sort of comfortable anymore in the world he's grown up in because he's trying to sort of grow beyond that. Mm -hmm. And it's like by the end of the novel, there is sort of this acceptance on Roy's part that actually, you know, where he's come from and the way he's been brought up is sort of perfectly good. There's a bit of a surrender to that over his time in prison, I think. Yeah. On the end of the book, there is a, they give us the impression that he's he is going to be pretty successful and has still found success. Him and his dad open a chain of barbershops. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so he's still smart. He's still entrepreneurial. He's still... You know what I mean? He still has all those qualities of a hustler, but I think he is more sort of comfortable by the end of the novel with his
2: yeah he does he's he more has connected
1: to his transcend roots. his roots yeah he just sort of embraces them. And then what
0: about Andre? So Andre is um he's lighter skinned he's a quarter Puerto Rican um his hair is the color of cardboard and he's also sort of a slighter man yeah he's quieter he's shyer. So the story of Andre is he him and Celestial are literally next door neighbors and childhood best friends they go to university together and andre is secretly and quietly in love with her the entire time apparently yeah and never but it's like i think this is the reason i don't like andre because it's like he says he's loved celestial this whole time and he's never says shit about any of it not before they get married not what you know not in university not when she starts going out with Roy nothing he just stays quietly hoping she'll notice him I do find that frustrating
1: he could have said something in uni like I know he he goes back into a into a story in their past where they they kiss when they're young teenagers around 14 15 And he goes around to ask her to be his girlfriend. And she says, can we just pretend it never happened? And then that sort of just puts him off for life.
0: The reason I never liked Andre is because I just found him so passive. You know, he's never willing to stake anything to get Celestial. And then when he does end up with her, it's again, almost by accident, because he's just like, he lets her walk all over him until she's at rock bottom. And he's like, I'll look after you. And she's like, oh, maybe this is a good gig. Like, maybe I'll just end up with you. And then he's like, instead of fighting for her, not that there is anything to fight, but it's like, he's, I just find him very cloying. Like, oh, don't leave me. Like, don't go see Roy. Like, like I want us to like, get married. Come on, like, are we going <laughs> to marry you? Like,
2: <laughs> he's even so passive when Roy is like beating, beating him up as well. Yeah, he's like, he's like, like I deserve yeah. this. Like, he's I he's just, like, like, just have to just let him beat me up. He yeah. might
0: yeah. die.
1: I, <laughs> I do really like that scene with his dad, though, where the dad's like, "You gotta, you're just going to get, you're going to get a whooping. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. And he's like, that's you, what's coming to you, you deserve to get your ass kicked yeah. and you're going to get your ass yeah. kicked. And he's kind of like, oh, Good okay. <laughs> so, I mean, the surrender <laughs> with Roy, I see more as yeah. him following his father's but, you advice. Know, but, yeah.
2: ultimately Andre does win Celestial in the end. Yeah. So I guess it works in a way. And I think it's just in the way that Roy needs to be kind of looked after. Mm. Celestial needs to be looked after as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why Roy i mean andre becomes the perfect man for her because he will just sort of submit to her needs and just be there to support her
0: roy and celestial are actually quite similar in the sense that they both kind of like are jockeying for position like they're both sort of the alpha energy in the relationship oh yeah andre is very happy to be submissive to celestial where roy was not so they roy and celestial were always going to be sort of butting heads whereas they both end up in relationships where they're sort of The dominant character and their partner is. Yeah, that's very
1: true, actually. I hadn't thought about that, but that's very true. Okay. Let's cast this baby. Let's do it, do it, do it who's kicking us off is it erot oh yeah it is me sorry okay i think i'm gonna get a bit of shit for uh my roy cast let we'll start with roy, i feel yeah. like everyone's oh, gonna say the same thing you
0: know i actually there were a few characters across the board where i thought oh, we we have the potential to all say this one so i tried to take it i tried to take it elsewhere interesting yeah.
1: um uh, but he would be so good. And I know I mention him all the time, but Michael B. Jordan, I just, oh. I think he would be good as Roy. No,
0: I don't see that at all. Really? I don't <laughs> see it. <that> really?
1: <at laughs> oh, wow. I'm surprised. I d- guess maybe because he's like, he's, I think Michael B. Jordan's really good at playing vulnerable, but also has a really fierce sort of presence as well. And uh Annie's hench, which says Roy towards the end. So um that was my first pick. But that went down like a lead balloon. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, I love a bit of uh, Mikey B, but um, I feel like he's skis a little young and a little too kind of healthy and vivacious mm. in a way. But I'm, I'm sure that he, I mean he would do a great job. But he just he doesn't have. I think he doesn't embody Roy for me. Yeah,
0: I think the thing about Roy is Roy him being sort of aspirational is such like an essential part of his makeup to me like there is like sort of an edge of at the you know prior to his arrest he really is like i i want to outgrow where i'm from i want to get to the next level like it's like there's sort of a teensy slight edge of desperation which i feel like michael b jordan doesn't have like michael b jordan is perfect yeah he, yeah like, <laughs> exactly like he's yeah. already
1: then my picks from here really aren't that good i mean i i, I think they're good but probably the other one I thought and then um, I looked up his age and I think he's too young but I think he's got the right energy for it is Michael Ward and he played Jamie in Top Boy but he's only 24 so I sort of hesitate with that um, one a bit um and then the last one was uh, someone I mentioned a lot was um Ricky Whittle who was Shadow Moon in um, American Gods he's got that X con vibe no 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 no. No, no 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 okay well
2: too too sort of polished
1: i actually found roy the most difficult i mean for me it was like i pictured michael b jordan in my head as i was reading it
2: so the person who i actually think would be perfect for this is too old um but i think jamie fox to me is like really oh yeah pure roy vibes he's so handsome and he's so kind of he's got so much charisma. charming and kind of manly. And he has that, and he's capable of doing that kind of slightly violent edge, you know, that he really needs when he gets out. He really has
0: that kind of energy. You could see Celestial not liking him at first, because Celestial doesn't like Roy when she first meets him. She's like, oh, player, playboy, like, I've got his number. I'm not interested in this kind of person at all. And then she sees him again when she meets him again in New York. She's suddenly attracted to all these things that originally repelled her. And she's like,
1: Yeah. How old is Jamie Foxx? Because he... Jamie is like in his, he's like he's in his fifties, like <laughs> yeah. so that I kind is.
2: of think yeah. yeah. Although I think he's perfect. He I is mean, perfect.
1: Actually, technically, I'm.
0: You're breaking a rule. Breaking the rules,
1: yeah. Yeah. After, after
0: boasting, She's, I, I don't break the rules. You were so <laughs> confident. To no, boxes.
2: but to be fair, I wasn't actually How suggesting him. I was saying, I wasn't actually suggesting him. I was just saying. Oh, you weren't I wish. actually suggesting him. I feel
1: like when we've broken the rules before, we've also said such things. So. <laughs> All right.
2: Well, fine. Okay. I break the rules. Whatever. Well. Um, <laughs> <it's laughs> the <cheap anyway. laughs> um, So actually, my number one pick is an actor called Yaya Abdul-Mateen, who is a real up-and-comer. He's great. The thing that he was in most recently was Watchmen, the series. Um, he plays uh, Regina King's husband in that. Um, And his role kind of develops and becomes more important as it goes on. And he's great in that. He's also recently in Aquaman and uh, The Get Down. And I just think, although I don't think he's as good for it as Jamie Foxx, but I I just think that he is good enough that he could embody
1: Roy and embody Roy's kind of pain and vulnerability. That's good. That's good. I can see where I went wrong now with Michael B. Jordan with you, both your <laughs> picks because they're yeah I see where I wrong turned yeah.
0: Okay, I have um, several choices. I don't know how any I don't know how these are going to go down. Um, my first pick and probably top pick is an actor called Jay Ellis. Um, so how you may know him is he is in uh, HBO's Insecure and he plays uh, Lawrence, who is Issa Rae's kind of long-term boyfriend. He has a lot of charisma. He's really handsome. He, to me, just is much more the build that I thought of when I thought of Roy. And I think he could be great. And
1: I, I mean, I, I, I see Jay Ellis and I think yeah. Andre. Well, it, I think that's an amazing pick for Andre. And I don't think it's a bad pick for Roy, actually. Um I think he could yeah, do it too but was, I don't like it as much
0: as Yaya. I'm not actually going to tell you my second choice. I'm going to go straight down to my extreme curveball that I wasn't planning <laughs> to okay. I wasn't planning to say but I've just been emboldened because I just think maybe Rocks will like this. Maybe he could work. Like he's he's a he's a comedic actor. So that was why I was like I don't know if he could actually do this cuz this is this is really a serious book and this would be you know this would be like a, an Oscar contender drama. Uh, adaptation damon waynes jr who is I in happy endings on oh my
1: god no i i mean i first off i would just say yes because
0: i love him so <laughs> he's much. great yeah i can I, kind of see that <laughs> okay. i just want to say yes as soon as you said michael B. jordan i was like okay talk
1: about top of my dossier <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i
2: love him I feel he has more Andre vibes, and I just feel like I don't think I, if, Andre if, vibes at if all. If I went to see him in this role, I would just be like, "When's he going to make a joke? When's he going to do something cute?"
1: <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he has Andre vibes at all.
2: What was your second choice?
0: Uh, my second choice was I, again. I don't know if you'll like this because you you might not know him, but it's an actor called Aldous Hodge, um, and he was most recently in Straight Outta Compton
1: yeah yeah i can see that oh too. i can see that yeah, yeah. i can, I can definitely see, him for see that. Uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. that's that's good he's yeah. really hot mm. man i really like I can hench really seeing how he I looks like he he just
0: kind of has like a face of, a charming face you know what i mean like you could see him being a bit of a oh yeah man. he has yeah. got
2: he's and it's giving like me roy all over yeah the place. he's got secrets yeah
1: that's that's <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent then Celestial so I feel like I'm very boring this week because I'm just naming people we've named before but um again the person that I pictured throughout reading it was Jodie Turner Smith
0: I knew you I knew Jodie Turner Smith was going to be on the list so I, just, I didn't put her on I yeah. just
1: came on because I guess because especially when um Celestial shaves her head at the end and I don't know I just she, she's tall she's
0: beautiful and I don't know. I don't know that Jodie Turner Smith has the attitude I'm looking for.
1: I I think
2: she might just be too glamorous, kind of, the celestial.
1: Well, then the other one, and I know she's a comic actress, but <laughs> I, I I think that that actually translates very well for for dramas. Is is Ice you, you brought her up yeah. before. Issa yeah. Rae, I think would be. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I think she'd be good. Yeah. I
0: I like her very much, and she she'd has that.
1: I mean, what is it? That clean, pretty. Yeah, She's so pretty and she does, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. she'd be good,
2: yeah. Yeah, oh, cool. One of my picks is Zazie Beat, who uh, was recently in Joker. She's been in Atlanta. She's in Deadpool 2. And for me, she kind of embodies that really sort of bohemian, artistic side of Celestial. Oh yeah. She's like a little bit kind of kooky and quirky She's got a good sort of she's a good comedic actress but you know she can also do I think she's got the attitude nice she's thing. the attitude yeah, I'm looking for Yeah she's got a little bit yeah. of that attitude yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah I can see that I can she's for got sure the kind see of
2: that big sort of afro hair that is how um, celestial is described certainly at the start of the book So I think sort of look wise mm-hmm. and vibe wise I think she has a celestial energy Yeah I think that's I good like about that, you yeah. yeah but actually my number one choice is Janelle Monet. <gasps> i thought oh, of her too yeah, yeah. i love her yeah who i just think is so great like i think she's amazing in moonlight and in hidden figures mm-hmm. and she's like so beautiful and has like this little sort of doll face yeah but she has so much presence you know and so much kind of depth to her and I think that she could sort of span all of the facets of yeah. Celestial's character. And she also brings that kind of artistic sort of yeah. quirky vibe as well.
0: Roy, to an extent, and his parents sort of have an uneasy relationship with Celestial. Mm. It's like they don't feel any of them like they're of the same world a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, S- Janelle is so her, you know, she's so pretty and so nice looking. She's sort of very welcoming. And it's like you warm to her on site. And I guess uh, I'm looking for an actress who could, you could conceivably sort of have a bit of distance from her when you met her if you didn't understand her straight away. You know what I mean? You don't too nec- too likable. Yeah, then. you can't a- <laughs> you can't access her warmth on 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 the first meeting. You know what I mean? She's a little bit more. She's a little bit I harder s- to read I sort than of that. See what you mean? I, I
2: think she's such a good actress that she could.
0: do oh, it. she, could, she, she could, could do it. it. Yeah. Could smash yeah. it out of the park. Okay, I have. Uh two picks. The first is Tessa Thompson. She has that definitely the attitude I'm looking for.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm not crazy now. Not crazy. Um
0: my second pick was um also from Insecure, Yvonne Orgy. She's great. She's she's like a lawyer, she's really poised, has a ton of attitude, beautiful, very striking, has a bit of an edge to her.
1: I can see that more. Sure. yeah i, 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 I like see that, that yeah yeah, yeah she York, she looks yeah. like
0: she could be an artist like you could put, you could give her boho vibes for sure
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i like that i like, yeah, I like that, that. Mm. my andre the the one who, i don't know how you guys think but donald glover yeah he's on my list yeah yeah i thought he's But he's
2: in my dossier so yeah <laughs> <laughs> he
1: uh i just think he's he's perfect andre vibes he's He's like, he kind of looks a bit artistic to you, like... Non-threatening.
2: Non-threatening,
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. And you, I think you'd need Andre to be a, 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 likeable, even though you have real mixed feelings with him um, in the book. You need you need that sort of, on screen, I think you'd need him to be likeable to understand why Celeste, Celestial is... Um, you
0: know he's so hot and so wonderful it's like how could she <laughs> overlook him like her whole life like i'm sorry if you were next door neighbors i don't know I
1: don't, I don't think donald glover's that hot what okay uh, yeah, sorry. What? show yourself out if we've got yeah. someone really hot in the
0: role of roy
2: it, it, yeah, it it's more believable yeah, yeah. right
0: yeah definitely
2: um so yeah donald glover i think could be great um but i think when i was reading it who is in my head was andre holland and i think that's because the actress literally <laughs> called andre <laughs> But the thing you're probably known from—it's very scientific (laughs) way (laughs) of choosing. Probably known from Moonlight. So he is the adult love interest Mm -hmm. of Trevante Rhodes in Moonlight, and he is just so wonderful, and he is so sweet and so lovely, and has all that kind of gentle, tender, very gentle, nurturing energy that I think Andre has. And actually, the thing
0: I like about him is that he's obviously like a really attractive man, but you he's sort of unassuming like you could see him sort of fading into the yeah I mean he, yeah he plays second fiddle to everyone in Celeste's life like forever so yeah, yeah no you that's, can see that that's, that's really good. yeah that's good they're what both curveballs
2: <laughs> <was that being laughs> <laughs> I feel like your curveballs haven't really been no.
1: they've
0: been well, pretty straight funny thing <laughs> is to be fair Damon Wayans Jr. was a curveball everything I think is a curveball always I ends guess. up being my best choice first pick for Andre Jesse Williams. So oh, he's an actor. Yeah. Uh you yeah. probably know him from Grey's Anatomy. He's too hot. He's way too hot. He's got he those is beautiful, beautiful. eyes. my god, he yeah, he's he like I just think he could do the sort of silent and sensitive thing.
2: I'm not bothered by how good-looking he is. Um <laughs> I'm extremely because I bothered. think that he has he has the vibe of being someone who kind of takes a step back yeah. from things and can merge into the background a little bit despite the fact that he's very beautiful.
0: Yeah. Uh, my next pick was John David Washington. <gasps> oh my god, I'm obsessed with him. Who is uh you may know him because he's brought you back to cinemas this week in his tennis. I can't wait. To turn and tenet. And he's Denzel Washington's son. He's so handsome. I don't wanna I don't wanna bring in nepotism, but I'm just saying <laughs> Yeah. if he has even is like it, a droplet nepotism? of Charisma Denzel energy. He's in uh He blow us all up Black of the water.
1: Klansman, right? Mm-hmm yeah he's great i just don't see him as andre though
2: i actually briefly had him as as a roy and then i kind of thought he was not quite right for that
0: i just i pictured andre as like a big gentle giant
2: i think he could be a a big gentle giant i don't think that necessarily conflicts with the book terribly
1: i see him more as a roy but he is not a bad choice for okay so who's inspired pick of the week I think Damon Wayans Jr. But that was. That really inspired you, that's, <laughs> that's for sure. That inspired me. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, why not? We'll, we'll go to Damon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but
0: he's the ninny hammer of the week.
1: Oh, it's definitely me, because I came up and Michael with. B. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Michael my, B. Jordan. My all my picks were rubbish. So,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Roy>. <laughs> Don't talk yourself down. They weren't all rubbish.
2: <sighs> oh my gosh, can you believe that I break the rules?
0: Yes.